Today's episode of Shmi is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor.fm to be more specific. If you guys have not heard about Anchor, let me explain. First of all, it is the easiest way to make a podcast and it is free. F-R-E-E free. Prior to me moving the home base of Shmi to Anchor, I was paying more than $20 a month for a different service to send out the podcast to you guys and I was not seeing anything in return. I was literally being robbed. So with Anchor, unlike myself, who has thousands of dollars in equipment to record the podcast, you don't need any of that. All you need is a phone or a computer because there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit. Edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. The other services I was using were expecting 10,000 people to listen to an episode for me to get like three bucks. That is not the case with Anchor. You could have just your mom listen to your podcast and you can make some money if she listens a lot over and over again. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And now back to the episode. Hey guys, this is Sam from the future. Stay tuned to the end of this episode for a special message from me. The episode you're about to listen to was recorded on July 11th, and today it is currently August 4th. A lot of things in my life have changed since I recorded this episode in a good way. But I just want to say, enjoy this episode. There are great, powerful life lessons to be taken away, and I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, um, no spoilers, so I'll just see you guys at the end of the episode. Bye! Welcome back, you guys. You are listening to the Shmi Podcast. I am your host, Sam Palacero, at Sam Palacero on Instagram and at Shmi Podcast. I am joined by my sisters today, guys. Say hello. Hi. Hi. They are back. And we <laughs> haven't had Emma on since episode nine, but we haven't had Rebecca on since episode 28. What does the Polaroid say? Uh... 29. Yeah, 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 yeah. So welcome back, guys. Thanks. Thanks. So my sisters are here visiting me in New Jersey for the weekend. And we have nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah. So I thought I definitely need to get them on the podcast. So welcome. Thank you. And so happy to be back. Emma. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Talk louder. Emma's so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> and, well, Emma, Emma is a very soft-spoken person. And that was one of the... Well, uh, well, when it comes to the podcast, and that was okay. one of the comments people made when you were on the first time was, why did Emma talk so quiet? And I was like, oh, maybe she's a little shy. Maybe, maybe she's like worried about what people, you know, will think about her opinions on things. Because that's why I stutter a lot on the podcast is I worry that I'm as I'm about to say something, I will wish I didn't say it, even though I can edit it out if I don't like it. Yeah, but you just never have a filter. I never have a filter. And I need to work on that. And... I've learned that a lot of what's going on with cancel culture, culture uh, lately has made me super anxious about anything that I ever said or did without realizing that I was saying it or doing it mm-hmm. will get, you know, brought up one day and, you know, then it'll be like hashtag Sam's over on Twitter because I was I've documented my entire life with a video camera, you know, since I was 12 years old, I've been filming myself. 
and everything that my friends and I did growing up was captured on camera. And what if one of those pranks we did, what if one of the the inside jokes we had was not appropriate? But we, again, I mean, we were kids. There so were you, some that were not appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but because of the podcast, there are times where I will wish that I phrase something better because, but then I look back and I said, it's just because I was nervous that the way that I was phrasing it sounded not how I really feel. Because yeah. I do struggle with my words sometimes of, I don't know, I don't know how to put some of my thoughts into the right sentence. And yeah, I mean, I struggle with that too sometimes. I just like, I, I've always been told that I think faster than I talk. 100%. And so I just like can't keep up with my words. 100%. And then I end up saying shit and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said it like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't make any sense. It's Uh totally incoherent. I'm like, okay, that's fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then I listen to other podcast hosts who are very well spoken. And I get embarrassed because it makes me feel super, super insecure that I'm not a good speaker because I don't have the vernacular that these other people have. Well, that's kind of like your whole podcast. Like it's still very you. Like mm-hmm, it's fun. Mm-hmm, it doesn't, mm-hmm. ha- your podcast isn't perfect. No, you have no. all these like crazy stories. Exactly. And stuff. Exactly. So today we are speaking about or speaking about, we are talking as I'm saying, I don't know how to talk very well. <laughs> we are talking about destiny. The reason why I wanted to talk about destiny today with my sisters is a one I feel comfortable with my family being the ones I talk about this with. And they they know me better than really anyone else does. And all three of us are at an interesting, we're coming to a crossroads in all of our lives. I am trying to move to New York City and start a new life there. Rebecca. I'm starting grad school in the fall and I did not think I would be here. I struggled with it a lot the past year and mm-hmm. even just the past four years in college. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's been hard. And now I'm just kind of letting things like just go as they are. Totally. And Emma? I'm graduating and joining the army next year. And you don't really know what's going to happen? No. So it's so my anxiety has been out of control the past month and a half, two months. And a lot of it is associated with the fact that I didn't I didn't want I don't want to be where I am right now but but that's but because of covid I am where I am it totally disrupted everyone's lives so that's the only reason why I'm like not going absolutely insane it's because we're all in the same thing together but the reason why this whole destiny is the theme of today's episode is because over the past month there's been a lot of interesting um incidents that have happened where I was doubting my destiny and doubting a lot of the things I believe in. And there, I, I, I wouldn't call them signs from the universe, which we will get into some of those. I, there's a lot of weird numeral, numeral, numerological. Numer- sure. <laughs> yeah, again, not well-spoken. Uh, things are happening. And we know all about that in your sevens. Which, that's one of the things that I want to talk about. But I wanted to start off, because when you guys arrived yesterday, I said, guys, I'm a medium. And then Becca goes, like in shirt size? Like, you didn't gain that much weight during COVID. <laughs> uh, and I meant, no, no, no. Like, I, like, like, the ghosts are coming to me. So after my grandma Pell passed about two months ago, she's been very present spiritually and it's in the most freaky ways. And I I have talked about this, but what 
happened this week has honestly scared the living crap out of me because two celebrities have passed away this week and I, without realizing it, knew it was coming because I was honoring their death unintentionally before it happened, the day before it happened. So the first one I'll just say right away is Naya Rivera and how she drowned. But why were you thinking about Naya Rivera? Thank you. She's not very like... Thank you. Thank you. Not relevant anymore. Well, this other person that I'll get to is neither... Is, yeah. uh, is like so Naya Rivera I obviously her, she's come to fame from Glee mm-hmm. and I have not watched Glee in years I stopped watching it as in like watching it every week when it would come on after the second season so it's been a long long time and then last week I just felt this rush to listen to the Britney Spears episode soundtrack and especially okay, but that one's iconic it is <laughs> but especially her song that she sings on it and I was just like bopping back and forth and and like and then I like went down this weird like Naya Rivera on Glee rabbit hole where I was listening to all of her songs and I was like, like her Michael Jackson one. Oh, Smooth Criminal that was the best it was just, I'm saying so it was like really odd and then all of a sudden the next day I wake up and Twitter's like yeah she's a, the girl that went missing in the lake oh god that's so creepy and I'm like what the fuck but here's why that was the second incident, which made me feel so sick to my stomach. The first incident. It's the first one t- time I feel like it's like always coincidence. But when it happens again, you're like, oh, okay. no, this, this is crazy. Ready for this? So I bought a digital to VHS converter, as you guys know. And I've been converting all my embarrassing VHS tapes, which is also the reason why we're talking about Destiny, because I've been literally rewatching my life before my eyes. And I'm like, oh, my God, where am I supposed to be? <laughs> and I came across this footage from 2007. Again, 2007. And God. it was a music video, unedited, but but you know, takes of a music video that my friends wanted me to film for them to Huey's song, Pop, Lock and Drop It. <laughs> You, you know, yeah, random, right? So random. Random artist. That was his only hit. Oh, and then he died. So, no, no. There's there's so much more levels to this. <laughs> oh, no. But yes, he's dead. But that was on, I think, Monday or Tuesday. And I, I was like, you know what's so funny? I was like, I'm going to edit this into an actual music video now. Now that I've converted all this, this VHS footage to digital. And that's what I did. And I went and I downloaded the song and I made a little one minute music video and I sent it to my friends 13 years later. Surprise, guys. I finally had that really funny music video that you guys <laughs> want me to film. My friend Jessica, who's in it, goes, Sam, his funeral was yesterday, Ew. a.k.a. the day that you found the footage and edited the footage. And you had no idea. He- no idea. No, of thirteen. It took me thirteen years to get to this point, and that's the one day that I decide to finally do it. And I was technically honoring his memory without realizing it. And you've been but like sending us those videos for a while. So here's that- the freakier part. There's 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 more levels to this. Okay. <laughs> Are there seven the, levels? In no. In <laughs> at the end of the footage, after we're done shooting the, the them dancing, we're all singing. I'm singing, can I buy you a drink? And then my friend Alexandria is singing, and I am telling you. And then all of us start singing that song. And that's how I ended the music video. This I knew what was happening because on the way home that day that I then found the footage, I'm driving home 
and the hours before I find this footage and I feel this gust of just inspiration to then go onto my Spotify and listen to, and I am telling you, and then three hours later, I'm sifting through footage and I come across that. I haven't listened to that song in years. It's just a random song. So random. And all of a sudden I felt the need to listen to that song that day. Hours before I would come across footage of me singing it with my friends 13 years ago. And then recreating a music video day after his funeral. <laughs> yeah. And then here's the final layer to it, guys. So I'm showing my friend. So the days prior, I was showing my friend Brooke at work all this footage. Okay. So, you know, my number is seven. Mm-hmm. So she's watching the footage and she goes, Sam, isn't it crazy that it says 2007? I'm like, I know, right? And she goes, <gasps> and I go, what? And she goes, because I had asked her, like, how do you think is the best way to edit this? So Brooke was involved in me editing this, this yeah. music video. She goes, it was filmed on April 20th. And I all of a sudden was like, oh my God, 420 is the number she always sees. <laughs> and seven is the number I always see. So it was like the two of us were supposed to come together because then she was supposed to help me edit this footage and find find the best video codec to export this old ass VHS footage. Because so, if it wasn't really for her, I wouldn't have been able to do all that stuff. Oh, and so 420 is her number and seven is my number. Why is 420 her number? It's just a number that she literally sees all the time. And I thought to myself, that is way too coincidental. Yeah, that's... That, that was meant to happen. That was meant to happen. Just All like that. Just like the sheer number of layers that are within that too. I know. I know. I like know. it's like, oh, that's creepy. Oh, that's a little, that's yeah. just a little weirder. It's yeah. like, okay, what the fuck? And not only that, but then I'm thinking, going back to the whole idea of destiny, in that moment, I turned to her and I, and I said, do you believe in deja vu? She goes, well, kind of. And I said, well, uh, all, yeah. and I said, well, but also, do you believe that maybe we are all living our lives on repeat. And the reason why all this is happening, the reason why I felt inspired to to listen to that song, felt, okay, let me edit this music video now, is because last lifetime, when I lived the same exact life, all those things happened. And I thought to myself, oh man, I really wish I did this and that. Because I knew what was going to happen this lifetime. I already knew what was happening. Or is that not true? And I am a literal psychic that I think I am. And I sense these things coming. And so, uh, like, what, guys, what, how do we unpack that? I don't know. I mean, I want to start with the fact that, like, I experienced the worst deja vu. Really? So frequently. Like, I'll be in a moment and I'm like, Oh my God, like guys, like I've experienced such bad deja vu. Like I remember being in this room, like you're saying this, I'm eating this particular food. Weird. Like it's so specific. Yeah. My friends are like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? I'm like, no, like I've been here before, yeah. but I haven't been here before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just, it's always so freaky every time that I can't explain it. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, have to sit there and like kind of unpack the moment. Totally. And be like, where have I experienced this? Like, why am I experiencing this now? And it's just, it's so trippy every single time. Like, I have, like, dreams mm-hmm. where I have I'll, thoughts. <laughs> Go on. I'll be dreaming something, and it'll be completely random. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I was in a dream, and I was in this random lecture hall. Okay. In the first row and mm-hmm. the second from the right. Mm-hmm. And it was a lecture hall that I'd never seen before, and I was really confused. And I was like, "What? why am I dreaming about this lecture hall of all lecture halls? That I've never been in. And then a couple weeks or months mm-hmm. later, I had a final in a random lecture hall. And 
it was that ew, I was in ew, that spot. Ew. And I was like, uh, wait, I've I've seen this before. Whoa. This was in my dream. I mean, I can't remember a specific time, but that has happened to me before as well. What is that? Is that is that the universe saying this was your destiny? We just wanted to prepare you for this moment. That's interesting that you have like you have almost like a premonition. And I ex- feel like I experienced stuff from like that's already happened in the past. And I feel like you're the same way as Emma, where you have these like premonitions. Does like, it run in our family? Is that the family secret? <laughs> Guess we're all mediums. <laughs> I, mean, out, guys. I mean, not I mean, but like maybe it, it's it's like the Tourville gene. You know what I mean? Maybe our mom's side of the family has that whole weird psychic thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it's the only. And that's why grandma comes to you so easily. Yes. Right. Right. Freaky the house. <laughs> Freaky the house. <laughs> <laughs> I I really wish that our conversation on the walk last night was, was recorded because we. Okay. So I do want to try to get back to that conversation because yeah. so, so for the listeners we we unintentionally had a very beautiful conversation about destiny and about um i feel like when you are feeling anxious that's a good thing in the situations of discomfort because that means that you need to fix something something isn't right which makes you uncomfortable because it's those fight or flight senses going off And right now in my life, I am uncomfortable because I know that if I that I cannot settle for this right now, that that my apartment, that my job, I can't settle for this this normal life because I know that I'm worth so much more. And I when when I ask the universe for a sign, there's a huge difference between asking and looking because because when I'm looking for a sign. I'm not saying, okay, universe, tell me, um, should I be, I don't know, uh, right here, right now with my, with my sister? Show me a sign. I'm not going to get it, you know, because I'm like begging for yeah, it. Yeah, or if like, I feel like if you're looking for it, like you kind of create these signs, yes, but it's, yes. that it's not real. Totally. But uh, the other day when I really did feel, I, I feel when you need it so bad, the universe will show you because they feel like Sam needs this. Rebecca and Emma need this sign. I was on my way to see someone recently and I didn't know, is this the right choice? I felt like, am I making the right choice by by meeting up with this person right now? What fucking was on the car in front of me? A seven. There was a 77 sticker on the back window and there's one seven in their license plate. Oh, my God. And I, I have a picture of it on my phone and I knew, yep, I'm supposed to. Yeah, this is right. This is right. On the right path. Yeah. Yeah. So fucking weird, right? Well, I th- I'm a firm believer that if you put something out into the world mm-hmm. and you make it a point mm-hmm. of, like, I'm going to get a good job because I'm thinking positively mm-hmm. and yes. I am yes. doing everything I can, that yes. it will ultimately come to you. Absolutely. And people who live this negative, uh-huh. I suck at everything yes, i'm yes. never gonna get anything uh-huh. nothing's ever gonna to be right for me i'm never gonna find somebody like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. when you are really kind of selling yourself short not giving yourself the opportunities that you could be mm-hmm, having mm-hmm. absolutely that's what gina said if you guys want to go and watch investigating spirituality the one of the shmi documentaries gina said never follow up when you're manifesting a positive with a negative because it'll never happen because all you're doing is canceling each other out. So what you need to do is always follow up the positive with a positive saying, I have a job 
interview today. Amazing. It'll go great. And then, you know, you know, because if you go in there with a negative mindset, it's the whole idea of going like you already have the job. You're always going to do better in the interview because you don't feel the need to beg or 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 perform. Prove, prove something to not only them, but to yourself. Exactly. Like you can't plant that seed of doubt into you, your head. Exactly. Exactly. I just this whole like seeing like the future thing when it comes to like celebrity deaths also isn't new as I'm sitting here thinking about it, because one time I had this very gruesome dream about Demi Lovato and Selena Gomez being (laughs) murdered. What? And it was more so like in the idea of like severing, severing like like the death of their friendship and like what happened like later as they are no longer friends. Oh my god, I had a dream that Selena Gomez was in jail with me, so Selena Gomez is <laughs> out. <laughs> Can't keep her hands to herself. <laughs> ah. uh, anyway, <laughs> it was very Michael Jackson of me. <laughs> um, something else weird happened too. Oh, speaking of Michael Jackson, another death that I I didn't predict, but there was a Facebook, I'll never forget this, there was a Facebook group made Rest in peace, Michael Jackson, like three days before he died. We were right. all together when we found out that yeah. he died. San Diego yes. County Fair, yep. right yep. in front of that mousetrap. Yep, run. yep. I have such vivid memories of that. I, I didn't even really know who Michael Jackson everybody yes. was. Everybody was in the, the bath. Like, like, I feel like we went to the bathroom later and everybody was talking about it. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, like, oh my God, did you hear Michael Jackson died? We yeah. We were all like, what the Uh-huh. It's interesting when I look back how... Many celebrities were alive in our lifetime, but I never really paid enough attention to. Even though Michael Jackson was always a presence, I never paid attention to him until after he dies. And that's what sucks. It's like a lot of people don't care until someone is dead. You know what I'm saying? All these people right now are coming out about Naya Rivera being like one of their biggest inspirations. I'm like, but was she really? No, she wasn't. Because after she got accused of beating her husband, you guys all canceled her. Oh, wait, really? That was a thing? Yeah. Oh, wow. She got, uh, she was arrested for claims made by her husband at the time. Oh, wow. For domestic assault. I did not know that. Okay, but let's let's not, you know, talk ill of the dead. Let's talk ill of the fact that why am I predicting these things? What, what, what purpose is that? Why, why do, why, why do I have this? Because I can't do anything with it. It's information that I don't, it's it's not even information. Like, you know, like I'm not so like every time I feel inspired to listen to a song like, oh, no, I feel like I should turn on rain on me for the 30th time today. <laughs> Does that mean Lady Gaga's going to die? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, how would I ever decipher yeah, that? It's weird because you don't realize you're predicting it until no. after. And that's what I'm getting really pissed off about is because <laughs> like, like I feel like I got it backwards. You know, like I feel like I got like the disabled version of psychic abilities <laughs> that uh, it's just not like it's just it's just off. And I talked to Gina about this and all my other psychic friends and they said, you just got to work on it. I'm like, but how? Like, I can't, you, 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 you kind of have to like recognize, I guess, certain signs. Like I'm real. And I kind of recognize that like when you like had the, you really need to like put that song on at that one time. Like mm-hmm. at the moment you probably realize that like, oh, that's kind of weird. Like, why did I think of this? You kind of have to like recognize like, oh, this is very out of character. Maybe you should like write this down, like put it in like my little like But like not for nothing, my entire life is out of character. <laughs> because I literally feel like I'm constantly on a roller coaster. And also with my love of music, looking back, it wasn't uh, like so far fetched that I decided yeah. to listen to And I'm Telling You I'm Not Going by Jennifer Holiday. But at, at, but like it should have been. 
but I would, I will never be able to recognize that as oh, something's coming. I'm gonna uh, figure. You know, it's like what? Yeah. There's there, there's no there's no there's no logic behind it. It's not like I'm like seeing like the twin towers fall and like oh, if only I had said something. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not Nostradamus. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're not having like like fucking like Raven Simone like having these visions like yeah, like, like, <laughs> like like oh no Rebecca don't touch that pot you're gonna burn your head you know it's that's not what's happening at all like so silly I when it comes to destiny I saw this post on Instagram and it said um, not appropriate. What's the word when we need to become accustomed to something? Like, oh, normalize. Acclimate? Normalize is the word I was looking for. Normalize oh. not having your dream career at 25. Normalize falling in love at 40. Normalize, you know, making it at 50. We need to normalize this whole idea that you don't need to have success in your 20s. So here's a perfect segue to get back to our conversation on the boardwalk last night. Because I really feel like it could be helpful to people out there. When I was 12, we had just moved to New Jersey, and I remember being 12 years old, and as night fell and we'd be hanging out in the living room, I would already be fearing death. At 12 years old, I already felt that my days were numbered. That's that's sick. I think that's the first sign that you were, like, different. Like, in the way that, like, how you have, like, these, like, psychic abilities, like... Like oh, know, oh, oh, oh the, the, my- the acknowledgement of like mortality. Yeah. Interesting. I never I never thought about it that because, way. Because like, you, I mean, I know you always feel like you kind of ha- like predict like a bunch of different things, mm-hmm. but like the, the fact that you like kind of like, predicted in a way like two celebrity deaths. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Maybe you, and like the fact mm-hmm. that you can talk to grandma. Totally. Um. And <laughs> not talk to her, but you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 Oh my god. Could you imagine if you guys like walked in on me one day and I was having a full blown conversation with the wall? <laughs> I would walk like, right oh, out. Man, yeah, <laughs> so, so I look back and I remember when I was 12 years old, I wanted at the time a wife, you know, I wanted the wife, <laughs> the wife. That's the first sign of like a red flag. Uh, the wife, two kids, the white picket fence, the job, everything by 25. I used to tell myself if I do not make it, by the time that I'm 25, scratch my life, call it, call it done. It's a wrap. If only you'd known how poor we would all be. In our <laughs> oh my early god! Twenties. And that was because all the people on TV weren't showing their underbellies. They they weren't showing what makes them vulnerable. They were only showing. Come on down to J.C. Penny and pick up a couch. And I would just see mom and dad order new furniture. And I was like, yeah, this is affordable. We can afford all these things. Seeing everyone in my life never struggle with money because I didn't know that there was a struggle with money. Because why would the kids need to know about that? And as I got older, I got more anxious, anxious and stressed out because I felt like I was not getting to that comfort level and also not reaching my success. And I remember when I was 25 and I was you know, living in my small apartment downstairs and working at the coffee shop. And I was in a serious relationship that I didn't know was ever going to go anywhere. I remember one day washing dishes in the sink room uh, at the coffee shop and stopping and realizing, is this ever going to change? Is this all it's going to be? I'm never going to make it out of this place, am I? I'm 25. I'm where I wanted to. I'm the age I wanted to have success in. And in that moment, I had suicidal thoughts. 
just because I felt like I had failed my 12-year-old self. And then I quickly realized that those suicidal thoughts were false because what I was really mourning was a made-up dream, a dream that wasn't ever real. Because as I got older, I realized everyone's faking it. Yeah. Our parents were faking it. Our our teachers were faking it. When I look back and I, I remember being 13, 14 years old and had like a fresh out of college teacher, she seemed so much older and so much more put together. And now when I see my friends as teachers, I think to myself, Oh my God! It's they all were a ruse. <laughs> it's it, absolutely am. That's a good word for it. It's a facade. Like you have to put up this fake image of yourself in order to pretend like everything is fine, and then you go home and you cry. And or that's the problem. You go home and you're scared. And instead of normalizing, communicating with the people around you and saying, "I'm not doing mm-hmm. well," mm-hmm. or "I am not mm-hmm. where I want to be," mm-hmm. and I feel like that's how we get stuck in these cyclical ruts of well is this like all that i'm meant to be like do i deserve more than this yes yes and at 25 i was telling myself that that because i didn't make all these right choices that society told me to do i didn't deserve anything more and it wasn't until i had that epiphany and I started getting rid of the of the bad things in my life that were potentially holding me back that I felt like the universe rewarded me by almost in a weird metaphorical sense skyrocketing me or jolting me ahead to where I should be. And right now I do still feel like I'm where I should be. But that's where that anxiety comes from because now I, I'm ready for the next step. Mm-hmm. And because there's literally nothing I can do about it with the state of the world, that's where I'm getting anxiety. Because now that things are calming down and quarantine's ending and this and that, I'm like, okay, now I don't have an excuse to not be anywhere. Now I do need to get out of here. And one of the examples I shared last night was discovering credit cards because growing up I was like I'm gonna be poor how would I ever make enough money to buy all these things and I discovered parents and adults use credit cards they don't really have that money they just pay it fake off money. they have money fake money real. yeah and then my cousin Taylor told me that when she a couple years ago they were going through her parents attic shout out to my aunt Lori and Jerry and Caitlin and Taylor and they found a purse from my aunt Laura from the early 90s and there was a check statement or a, ch- a bank account statement in there for like $25 or something in a checking account. And Taylor said, oh my God. And Lori said, yeah, like we were poor. We had no money for a moment. And I look back at photos and videos of all of us in that in that time frame in the 90s and you would never know because well, everyone I mean, was just faking family. it. I'm not saying that we were poor. No, but, before- but I'm saying like before our mom went back to nur- like went to nursing school at yes. the age of like what 40 no 38 uh, yeah i was like in, yeah around there but like i mean even think about that now i at, know and comparing it to your life like she went back to school at her late 30s to 40s or yeah whatever. yeah yeah but we always felt like we had everything but mm-hmm. i mean if you look back at mcgill circle in new jersey I know, I know. it wasn't really like oh i know the ritz carlton <laughs> no and but because our parents did such an amazing job at faking it 
we had the best childhood. Oh, yeah. So I'm not upset that they faked it. I'm upset with society's pressure for us all to fake it. I'm upset with the fact that we're not taught how the world really works. And and I'm I'm happy that the that the Gen Z now is learning that. So as they go through school, they can prepare themselves. And I'm hoping that that even the education system changes to give us the proper information because there really should be a math class to teach high schools how credit works and how loans work and how a mortgage works. And how to do our taxes. And how to do our taxes. Dad do still does mine. I'm almost 23. And well, I've been doing my taxes since I was 19, so Okay, I don't even well. have a credit card. What I'm saying is if if we teach everyone how these things work, then we will be better prepared for it. And we don't have to stress about, OK, well, let, let me just let the universe take care of this because my destiny is in my hands. You know, I am the only person allowed to write my happy ending. And I want to. I I want to write my happy ending. And I am. And the, the, but the problem is, is those boulders on my path that are inevitable that I don't want to have to write but I have to because they're part of life and being 29 wondering when when is it going to be my time because even though I've had a very blessed life full of love and laughter and we have like the greatest family Oh my God, stop it. My live, laugh, love, live. <laughs> I, uh, lately, I've just been wondering, when is it going to be my turn to have the spotlight? Because of all the hard work I do. You know, like, like just yeah. when t- TikTok, when is it going to be my turn? I'm like, I'm ready for it. No, I mean, I get that. I feel like, like I have a whole degree right now. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like I'm just like having, I mean, I know I'm like really starting my life. Like I'm still young. I'm yeah. almost 23, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I feel like I've like not prepared to like start life ahead. Like yeah. I'm kind of delaying it with going to grad school. So I still mm-hmm. have like a year of classes, but next summer I'll be working. I know. And that's just wild to me. Like I got to get my own place. Like I'm moving somewhere across the country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who knows where I'll end up. And like, it, I feel like life is just going to hit me so fast. And I'm like, you're like, I'm not prepared for it yeah and it's just like like, so wild to think about i think in this country specifically we love to focus on doing whatever you can to get to your goals as fast as you can yeah as fast you can and then like if you don't reach those goals then you're a failure so true Mm -hmm. you have so little like it seems like a lifetime but it's so little time Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. earth Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So why should you not enjoy every second, every second of your life? Mm-hmm. I always worry all the time and I go to bed and I think I am literally worrying my life away. Yeah. Oh, my God. Emma, me too. And um, <sighs> I mean, like, that's like why I've learned like this past semester, um, just like being like through this pandemic and pandemic and I've been living with all my roommates back down at mm-hmm, school mm-hmm. and I just like learned just to like once I like got into grad school like I'm like oh like things are falling into place I just have to worry about living in the moment like being in the present not yeah. trying like it's good to have plans it's good to have dreams of course mm-hmm. but you can't let that drive your whole life you in can't a way live by where, a calendar yeah you can't like your sole purpose in life is not to just like 
follow this like step-by-step plan to get where you want in life like you gotta just live in the moment because that's what you're gonna like looking back that's what you appreciate the most absolutely i think that's the most important way to live through life is just to enjoy living yes yes i mean that's absolutely true it it sounds so cliche but it's true but and that's why it's the truth is is it's undeniable that that is a proper way to live life because anytime i look back on on a choice i made out of pure anxiety i hate it because my anxiety has never brought anything good into my life the times that i you're right will remember for the rest of my life are the moments where there was not an ounce of anxiety trying to drive my boat and trusting your gut feeling totally i mean absolutely uh, I, I had a, I had something I wanted to say. Oh, about living in America versus other countries. Another reason why kids our age always feel this fear of failure is in America we measure success on money. Yeah. Other countries measure success on happiness. And if you are making enough money, you're not successful in the world's eyes and just America. Because if you go to somewhere like uh, Denmark, for example, in a socialist economy, everyone is happy because everyone's being, everyone's actions are held accountable. But also, money isn't the driving factor there. Happiness is. What makes them happy? If someone's happiness comes from working as a barista at a coffee shop forever, that should be enough. And there is a part of me that does miss that life that interaction with customers every single day because it brought me happiness. But the one thing that drove me mad was people from high school coming in, in the coffee shop every blue moon because it was like kind of in the area of my high school. And they would come in and they would see me on the other side of the counter, even though they were, I know, 100% were not thinking this, but it's the internal monologue thinking mm-hmm. it is, oh, ha, Sam's a failure because he's 25 working at a coffee shop. And I'm on the other side as a customer doing probably better things, even though they're, you know, they're probably not. And it's that internal monologue, that inner saboteur, basically, which you need to kill off and not listen to. And when they do decide to try to, you know, speak for you, name them. I've named my demon Karen, all jokes aside, (laughs) Like that demon, I picture her as like this annoying female person in my mind. And I'm like, Karen, stop. You know, like, Karen, stop. And then when it gets really, really aggressive and I picture like a male monster, his name is Rick. And I go, Rick, stop. You know? And it's funny because I think I got Rick because one time I was watching The Walking Dead and, and I was getting so much anxiety from oh the gosh. show, thinking about living in a fucking zombie apocalypse that. I was like, Rick, stop, you know, and I was like, okay, that's a good name for, for like that male demon I picture in my mind sometimes. Well, psychologists and other scientists always say that as long as your basic human needs are met, Mm -hmm. you are happy. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. we love to look at celebrities and rich people Mm -hmm. and think, wow, they must be having so much fun with their lives because Mm -hmm. they get to do this, this, and this. Mm -hmm. But all of them will tell you Mm -hmm. that it causes way more problems than it does. More money, more problems. Like, seriously. (laughs) Broke bitch for life. We have this, like, false sense of, like, materialistic ideology Mm -hmm. where... Oh, if I have all these things, I'll be happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're just kind of filling an empty void mm-hmm. inside of you. Mm-hmm. No, I know. I mean, it's, I mean, that, that is the truth is that materialistics don't bring 
what did I say? Materialistics? Yeah, that's right. Items. <laughs> items. I missed a word. Not well spoken. <laughs> Don't really bring the happiness. I do believe that in my eyes, money would bring happiness to me in the sense of it would bring my freedom. The freedom for me to do what I want to do with my life. Travel. And- no. Oh. I would be able to fund my own TV shows. I would be able to do everything I want to do without anyone being like the overlord over my projects. That's the thing, like, money money brings happiness to a certain point. Yes. After that, it's just like... Totally. Oh, it's, oh. It is materialistic. Absolutely. It's a one- burden. Mm-hmm. It's a burden. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we are back. Okay, so I want to talk about something, and so I, I'll start with this. Like, if you know what, like, fate or your destiny is, it's pretty much that, like, you're life is like on a certain path that's like already laid out for you and it's based on your past karma from a previous life and so i just watched this movie recently called i lost my body and they had a whole conversation about fate and they're talking about how fate can be changed by like doing something unexpected like you know what i'm gonna like in the movie the guy jumped off of a building onto this like crane Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. and He's just like, like, oh, that's like how you can like change your fate. Like you don't have to follow all these steps. And but in order for you to really change your fate, you have to keep doing that. So fate doesn't catch up to you. So you have to keep doing stuff, something unexpected and like keep doing that. So I wanted to ask if like, do you think that you can like change your destiny and change your fate? Or do you think that like everything you do is like still on this path like you're meant to be on no matter what? Yes, I do believe you can change your fate. By not listening to your gut. When your gut is telling you that something is not right, then that means you are potentially changing your destiny. And I'll and I will be straight up honest. There have been two times in my life where I feel like I may have fucked with my destiny. And it's taken, but here's the thing: I feel like you can all as long as it's not something totally catastrophic like murdering someone yeah. and you go to jail forever, like locked up, you're done. But there have been two times in my life where I do feel like I altered my destiny, but it took time for it to repair itself and get me back on track. Mm-hmm. And um, one of them has been recently and it's stressing me out. And I'm really trying to fix that because everything that has happened since I made that choice, every time I take another step going down that new path, I get warning signs from the universe. So I that's like not where you're supposed to be. Yes. So do you guys know of the idea of an actual spirit animal? Not in the meme way of, oh my God, that's my spirit animal. But in the actual sense of you have no. a spirit animal. No, Isn't I don't. That native- Something Native American people believe. Yes, yes. So, you know, in Native American culture, one of the one of their beliefs are spirit animal. It's an an animal that you don't you your soul is defined with essentially. Um. In the African culture, it's also a big thing as well. And in the African sense of it, my spirit animals. There's an in an inner animal and an outer animal. Your inner animal is the animal that. You know you are. The outer animal is a one that you show people. It's still a part of you, mm-hmm. but it's not really you. It's 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 so you know like like picture picture like a ball on fire. 
the outer animal is the smoke coming off of it. And like that's what people smell. That's what people really see. What you and perceive. Yeah, exactly. So my outer animal is a cheetah because I talk fast, I move fast, I do everything fast. My inner animal is an elephant. It's calm, it's collected, it has strong memory, it's loyal, you know, it gets scared by the smallest things. But that's in, not the part of you that you always let people see. Totally. But so my spirit animal in the Native American culture is a deer. And when I see a deer, and this is, I've picked I've picked up on this over the years. Whenever I'm in my head making a decision, and I see a deer, that that, that means do not, do not do that <laughs> ever. You're not doing that. And it's crazy because it always happens in the form of me making a relationship decision. Really. So it started years ago where. Whenever uh, and it, it always happened around one guy and that was the universe being like, stop trying to make that happen. It's not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to be with that person at all. Every time I would decide, yes, I will go talk to that person. I will go visit them. A deer would always run in the middle of the road and I would almost hit it. Oh, my God. And then after no, that's not a warning sign. I don't know what is totally, totally. And, and, and it happened recently, too. Why? I mean, did you just realize something. Hold that thought. Uh, it happened recently, too, where I decided to go hang out with someone, not that same person, someone else. And as I went to when it made, made the decision of, yes, I maybe I will hang out with that person tonight. All of a sudden, the person that I was with while I was hanging out was Sam. There's a literal deer right behind you. Ew, and I turned what? around and there was just like and he was like it was as if it just like appeared out of nowhere. And it was just like grazing in the grass and looked up at me and walked away. And I was like, yeah. It had to like make sure you saw it before it went away. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so creepy. But every time. So deers, deer are my warning sign. So did you just like pick up on that one time? You're like starting noticing that you always saw I was always like, every time, I think, I, every time I think of this one person and, and decide, yes, I will text them. A deer almost literally crashes into my car. <laughs> um, A deer crashed into my car. Yeah. And it was at a time. When I really wanted to date this guy <gasps> in high and he caused me a lot of emotional turmoil and it had a Wait. huge impact on how I saw myself and how other people saw me and it ruined my friendships with people that I cared about and then I was driving one day and a deer hit my Driver's side door of my car. I remember that. Do you think deer are like a family symbol? It's a stag. It's our Patronus. Oh, my God. <laughs> but it is. What the hell? Now, now Becca's like, has a deer ever tried to attack me? Well, and then. I have seen a lot of deer lately, but I'm like not seeing anyone. So I don't really know. Maybe that means it's supposed to be in a relationship. We went to our parents' Halloween party and I was there with Liv. Okay. We were there. On our way back, we drove over like somebody had hit a deer right in front of us and we had to like drive over its Well, nah, that was that that was like secondhand fate. That, that was someone else's fate that that you just drove over because they hit the deer. <laughs> you just drove over someone else's fate. <laughs> But yeah, so I, so the point is, I do believe that you can alter your destiny by making the wrong mistake. And um, this goes back to my other thing I was talking about, about 
Here's how I am now handling anxiety. And when I know, when I know I'm making decisions out of anxiety and not out of just pure desire. If you're in a situation that's making you really anxious, and let's say that thing is involves a person and you need something from that person and you're really anxious about it and you think if, if I pester them, if I bother them, if I'm persistent, if I'm in their face all the time, they'll have to say yes to me. Because in that idea, you're clenching onto sand and you're trying to hold sand because sand is a very like floozy object in life, <laughs> you know, very loose and you're trying to hold on to sand as tight as you can. But what happens when you hold on to sand? It goes through your finger cracks. It just slips right through your hands. It goes right. It slips right through your hands. Your finger cracks. <laughs> Ew. It goes right through your finger slits. Ew. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> Mom, come get me. I'm scared. <laughs> uh, but if you hold sand in the palm of your hand and you just kind of cup it, you can run with it. You can maneuver it. You can do a dance with it because you're holding it so gently and lightly and you're allowing the sand to move around a little bit. And so I've learned if that's how you hold people that you care about in your life and you hold the things you love in your life, like 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 if you grip them like sand, they're going to fall through the cracks. But if you cup them like sand and you give them room to, to move in and out whenever they want, you'll be able to keep it. Yeah. It's the whole idea of if you set a bird free and it comes back to you, it's meant to be because that bird is now choosing. It has the entire world to fly to you. Or I mean, I mean to fly around. So right now I'm just thinking of like replacing the sand with a bird and like <laughs> and you're don't move, don't move. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna fly back. It's dead now. <laughs> oh, but the, but that's but is that not true though? You know, yeah. set a bird free. <laughs> but I feel like that can be like applied to just life in general too. If you try to have that tight hold on life and try to control every single aspect of your life, nothing's gonna go your way. Life's like, gonna uh, go right through the yeah, finger it's cracks. Yeah, not gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> <the finger cracks>. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if you have like a loose hold on life, you just kind of like appreciate it, but still mm-hmm. like kind of follow like a vague plan. Like oh, yeah. then things will go your way. Absolutely. Well, you can't. You can't try to control everything no i from personal experience try to control everything and then when something as small as it is goes wrong you feel like you failed totally totally so you really just have to ride yeah the wave of yeah life. yeah and speaking of birds i feel like i need to give a chicken update for the podcast because i have not i did not give one last episode with kevin and i'm sure people listening to karina's episode are dying for a chicken update they're gone we had barbecue chicken last night and it was no so my landlord did not know about the chickens and when he visited because he lives in virginia when he came to visit the place he said so how long have those chickens been there and i said oh my god you didn't know about the chickens he goes no and i said oh my god i literally gave them the benefit of the doubt that you that that they told you so long story short the chicken show got shut down. All tickets got had to be refunded. There's going to be no more cockfighting, at least not in that yard. There's no <laughs> cockfighting up in my apartment, if you know what I mean. And Time for me to go. <laughs> Mom, pick me up. I'm scared. <laughs> and I won. So I hope those chickens are free somewhere. And I really hope that they did not turn them into KFC or a little dino chicken nuggets because that would be tragic. I wonder what animal they'll try to have next. Oh, my God. Can They're you imagine? children. <laughs> Those, I mean, demons. No, the children are not the problem. It's the parents. I feel bad for the kids because the 
parents are teaching the kids that these things are normal. Yeah, they still have their Halloween decorations up. And, and is, Christmas. And Christmas. Pick one. You cannot be both people. I'm sorry, but in life, you're either the Halloween girl or the or the Christmas girl. You or cannot, the Disney adult. The, oh, that's a whole other breed. Oh, God. I, could have a whole I know podcast a couple Disney adults, and they are terrifying. Are you an adult that's a Disney, or are you normal? Yeah. Oh, my God. It was like that meme I saw the other day. childhood trauma? Well, no, I saw a meme. It was like, did you also watch A Thousand Ways to Die as a Child or are you normal? (laughs) Because I remember Ryan and I growing up, we would always watch that. Yeah. I'm like, we were 12. We should not have known. That's probably where I got my fear of death from. I was like, I found A Thousand Ways I was going to (laughs) die. Why not look for more? Yeah. Oh, my God. But I used to watch that show and think. Is that scripted? There was one time where where a guy died while getting a happy ending massage, but how he died was not from the bad hand job he got. It was from the fact that a Chinese bee flew in to the massage parlor and stung him and poisoned him and he died. (laughs) Again, too many levels. (laughs) (laughs) And that was his destiny, apparently, was that Chinese bee. Shouldn't have paid for the extra happy ending. Oh my God, stop it. But Emma, do you believe that you can change your destiny? And if you do, please come to the microphone so they can hear you. (laughs) I think you can. Because there were times in my life Mm -hmm. where I really doubted my abilities Mm -hmm. and I wanted to quit. Everything I was doing, because I didn't think that I was good enough or that Mm -hmm. I'd ever be good enough Mm -hmm. or that what everybody else thought of me was what I really was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And if I had followed through on that, Mm -hmm. I feel like it would change my life for the wreck. It would just change the whole course of my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I don't know. I still feel like if you're going to change your That just like brought me somewhere. it has to be like something bigger. Like I feel like just making simple decisions. Like, oh, I decide to eat chicken instead of pasta. Like I feel like that doesn't count. I think it has to be something like totally unexpected. Absolutely. I mean, Emma, as you were saying that, it made me think about. I always ponder. Maybe I should not settle, but maybe I should just settle for an easier path because my path of I want to be an entertainer it's the odds are against me and I know for a fact that I would I'm gonna get emotional I'm gonna cry in my own podcast for the first time right now oh my god stop (laughs) they're like this is not Oprah let the tears out Uh, don't hold on to it's a good thing this is an audio exclusive episode (laughs) don't worry about my ugly crying camera (laughs) I know for a fact that my life would be so much easier and I would probably be a lot happier if I didn't want all of what I'm what I've always dreamed of since I was 12 and going through all those VHS tapes has like really, really been hard on me, actually, you know, because even though everyone else is laughing, I'm laughing, too, because it's really funny to watch 2004 Sam just be goofy. <laughs> that kid had dreams he thought he would have by now. And. He did not know what the, how hard the world was going to be. And when I went off social media for almost a year, that year was easy for me 
because I was able to focus on one thing and that was my job, my job. I was able to go in nine to five, be an editor and be nothing else. And then all of a sudden I decided, let me start a podcast. Let me bring back Dylan and Sam. Let me start Shmi's stories. Let me start working on, on my Netflix series again. Let me do this. Let me do that. Let me have Instagram and Twitter. And I'll try to be TikTok famous. Da, da, da. And I'm <laughs> always feeling anxious because I always feel like, okay, I, I can't do anything with my downtime, but write, edit, film, script, you know, uh, network. And it just brings an overwhelming sense of, I want to just go to the beach and read a book. I want to go to the gym and worry and not think, okay, I have to go home from the gym and shoot a self tape. And I'm feeling that sense of, I want out again lately. I'm having that sense of, I just want out and I just want to go to work and not have social media anymore because it's not good for my mental health. It really, really, really isn't. And I also feel like it's not good for my destiny because I should be enjoying all these things. I should be like wanting to engage on the internet. And I'm finding that it's not bringing me anything good. I'm having fun with the videos and I love doing this podcast. These doing the things like when I'm doing them, don't bring me anxiety. It's preparing for them because they're not my full-time job and they probably never will be. So all it does is it distracts me from my job because as I'm at work for eight hours, all I think about is what I'm going to do once I get home from work, if I'm going to record a podcast, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm never focused at work anymore. And it just makes me so sad because like if you told that 12 year old boy that he was going to be 29 one day, and still be fighting for his dream and not really have much to show for it. It would break his heart and he'd probably have just given up then and said, you know what? If I'm going to be almost 30 and I still am working for someone else and I still am not happy and in a, in a happy relationship and, and I'm just now getting financially stable. Like, I don't want to go through all those years to get there. I don't want to be 29 and dealing with all of that because now I'm watching all my friends in real life, get married and buy a house and get pregnant and do better things. And I'm, and I'm becoming that character on a TV show who is like the single guy at a wedding And I'm becoming that friend of Sam's a really nice guy. He's a great guy. Can't believe he's single. He's a great guy. I can't believe like he's so funny. Sam, how have your videos not gone viral? I'm like, find out, get the answers and come back to me. But I feel like, I don't know. I know it is very overwhelming for you. And I know you feel like you're late in life, like with like all this. Yeah. But at the same time, like, yeah, you probably had some years like your early 20s not that not that we're like wasted but that you weren't actively working towards your goals and i wasn't and, yeah and i feel like just the past few years you have been yes stuff has gone like i feel like stuff has happened like pretty fast for you the totally past few years totally so yeah you started late so i feel like you kind of have to look at it in that way and that's what i'm like, trying to do but it's just but really I get, I get that it's hard i mean it's we were just talking about that earlier how like everyone has like everyone does things on their own time like yeah i feel like i haven't done much and like yeah i'm still young but like mm-hmm. thinking about like Oh, well, like, they do I think the past eight, yeah. like the next few years. Like, totally. I don't know. Well, but, and, and it was, I, I didn't tell anyone this. I haven't told anyone this actually, but so one of my 
one of the people that I idolize, um, I'll just say his name because I mean, nothing bad happened. It just was really triggering for me is Tatra Hall. And, uh, he reached out to me, um, on Twitter just to, you know, be friends, um, which was like really cool. <laughs> and then when he asked me for my story and I told him who Sam Pelissero is and what his dreams are, he didn't respond. He read it and everything. But he never responded because when I read that message back, I was like, it's, I sound like someone who, who doesn't have what it takes to get those dreams. Cause I was, I was very like straightforward. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a military family. I'm a military brat. I've traveled the world. I, I'm a video editor full time. Um, I do, I make my own content. My dream is to make my own content as a full-time job. I, I have a podcast. I would love to have like a, like a talk show one day. Cause I, I'm great with people because of my military past and mm -hmm. meeting new people every three years. You know, whatever, whatever, whatever. I want a book deal. Yada, yada, whatever. And I was like, it, but I was like, I'm 29 and I have all the ability to do this. I have the talent. I have the charisma. I have it all. Why don't I? And I almost felt like he read that and was like, okay, so you want all these things. What are you doing to work for it? You know, like, like, cause Todrick also came from nothing, literally nothing. And he made an entire fucking empire out of himself at this point. And it was really triggering the fact that he didn't respond because I felt like I I'm in his eyes, not enough because, um, someone who has all these things, why aren't they successful? And it was just really triggering because, you know, he's not the first person I've idolized that I've met where it hasn't gone right. I met a, met a musician I used to idolize for years one time and he just like basically saw me who was like his one of his only fans like let's be straight up honest <laughs> one of his only fans and still listen to him 10 years after he stopped doing music and what did he want from me sex it's all he wanted from me and now i can never listen to his music ever again because all i picture is what he like the pictures he would send me and i was like one you have a fiance and uh, yeah yikes. and two how did we go from me telling you how much i enjoy your music to this Thinking you're just another groupie. And yeah, and I'm like, is that my destiny? Am I always going to be the, the guy with dreams who then meets his idols, who hopes his idols see that I, I can do it? And then maybe like, maybe they'll help me. Maybe they'll, they'll mentor me to show me here's how you make it happen. But no, that never, that never happens. And I, oh, then this, so then I always feel like. You like, kind of feel invalidated. And invalidated. And I'm like, what mirror am I looking in and not seeing what they see? Which is not enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, watching those tapes back was has just been very, very triggering for me. I mean, I'm, I just cried on my podcast. I never expected to ever cry on this podcast. <laughs> well. It's the first time for everything. <laughs> yeah, got that over with. <laughs> I think you need to just become really uncomfortable. Oh, well, uh, here... <laughs> no, happening. but like put yourself into a position where you have a high risk of failing, but it gives you the best opportunity for success. That's really smart. That's really smart. Because I'm sorry, but like New Jersey is not 
<laughs> it ain't a it. hub of like i mean you're not from like the jersey it's like this isn't the jersey shore anymore like whatever you want to do you have to surround yourself with people like that who have yeah the same goals that no you have. i know and that is my problem is trying to surround myself with those people because that's what i tried to do over these past few years that's how i made a lot of these things happen but i've surrounded myself with people at my same level we're all at the same level of amateur we're all in that same boat of beginners we're we all have the credentials and we all have it to be it you need those people in your life that can act as more, more like mentors. Mentor, exactly. And I can't find that. And I'm not going to find that here. You're right, Emma, because this is the land of people start. People don't end here. Where people end is in New York City, L.A., Chicago, Atlanta. That's where people end. I'm, you're right. I'm the big fish in a small pond because I'm in the land of beginnings. And I'm like, okay, that's why I feel anxious because... I'm still stuck and I don't want that glue to set and make me permanently, you know, that I like, oh my God, I just had like a weird, like vision of, I just had a, I just had a, that so Raven moment Oh, <laughs> and, that, and it was me being a drama teacher at a high school. Like that's where I would end up. Like that's as far as I would ever go here. Oh no. Shut no. it down. <laughs> no. Shut it down. Don't be that guy. <laughs> Hello kids. Today we're going to watch Cats and not the theater show. I'm going to give you nightmares when watching Taylor Swift as a CGI cat. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone break into little, they're into their improv groups. Oh my God. Stop. <laughs> and also it didn't help that when I went to high school and I took theater, we never learned. Our teacher didn't want to teach us. So it was study hall. For, Wait, really? Yes, yes. And because he had tenure, the principal did nothing about it. So you never learn drama in drama class. People took drama knowing it was like a free study hall. And then, it's a good joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never learned how to act or anything in drama class. I mean, I'll, I mean, I guess I in high school, like when I took drama for a year instead of taking like, mm-hmm. doing band or something, mm-hmm. like. I don't know, we did drama things, but they didn't teach us how to act. Like, yeah. I remember one time he taught us how to fall and he like threw himself across the floor, which was, kinda, <laughs> which was funny. He just like flew on, like oh he himself across the floor onto a mat. We're oh like, my God. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Won't be doing that, but thanks for the demonstration. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Please don't be a drama teacher. No, I'm not. I'm not. But like, that's where my mind went of where. Broadway like, musicals are not your. No, also, yeah, no. I I will shamelessly post for you guys to have a good laugh my 2007 audition tape for my school musical. I will It's sh- cold. Be prepared to feel pity and <laughs> Yes, yes. <sadness>. So so <laughs> go to the Shmi Instagram at Shmi Podcast. I will post it there on my highlights episode t- uh, 38. You guys can check out everything there. <laughs> so you can decide for yourself whether he got the role mm-hmm. or not. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. As I'm getting through all these emotions right now, what I do think, though, is if my 29 year old self or my 29, that's me right now. If I <laughs> mean right now, stepped outside of my body. Uh, if my 12 year old self saw the things that I have done, though, he would be damn proud of you. He'd be like, that's pretty fucking cool. Like, he likes really fucking cool. Because, I mean, by the time this airs, I can say Dylan and Sam is airing on cable, uh, direct TV type services in like 15, 20 plus countries that people can pay-per-view order a show that I made. So that's pretty cool. 
I mean, every time I talk about you to my friends, I think you're like the cool child in the family. Really? Yeah. Oh, not Alex. I mean, he's kind of up there, but like, <laughs> yeah, I think you got him beat. <laughs> oh, not Zach. It's me. Not Zach. What? Our brother Zach. Stop. <laughs> no. Well, you mean the one we keep in the basement? Yeah. Yeah, no, not him. People don't even know about him. Okay, no, guys, this is how you know we're siblings because that's where my joke was gonna go. Our brother who hides in the attic. Like, that, that's where my mind was going to go. Because it always makes me think of that Simpsons episode. It was one of their Halloween episodes where Bart had an, had an evil twin that lived in a cage in the attic. Yeah. Inspiration for Dylan and Sam. <laughs> you should have talked about the Simpsons on your conspiracy episode. That, no, because that freaks me out. Because if that is true, then that means that Donald Trump will be the last president. Because in, in an episode... Like he just is the president forever, like forever, like every four years goes by and he's still the president. And Bob Avanga, who was a who died in 1996, who was like a world renowned psychic, said the 45th president of the United States will be the last president. Hate that. Hate that. I don't like that. But then she also said he would die of a mysterious disease that affects his breathing. So I he, mean, love he's that. So got a few months. I know. I love that. I love that. Coronavirus hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> Get him. Uh, all right, guys. We are at time. Is there Sad. any closing destiny statements you guys want to make? Being a SoundCloud rapper is not your destiny. <laughs> I'm Sam Pell. Yes, I am. I pro- oh, wait, I can't say any of that rap anymore. Oh, no. It is not PG. Neither is making beats. <laughs> so stop. <laughs> you work at Wegmans. <laughs> Becca, you go. I can't top that. That's <laughs> uh, My closing thoughts are, or my closing statement is, go with your gut. Your destiny is in your hands. Being adult means you get to control your own destiny. And um uh um uh, uh I don't know. It's always Just darkest before the dawn. All in this <laughs> together once we know. Yeah, just live in the moment, be yeah. present. Yeah. Don't it's worry. I know it's not as simple as it seems, but just don't worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry about a thing. Come on, sing with me, Becca. Uh, Because every every little little thing thing is going to what? Going to be all right. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. All right, guys. That was today's episode. I am your host, Sam Pelissero. You can follow me on Instagram at Sam Pelissero and follow the podcast at Me Podcast. Hello. It is Sam from the future again. As you guys just listened, uh, you heard my sisters and I talk about destiny. And you guys heard me get very emotional and very raw and very, very candid with you. And I'm getting emotional already as I'm about to share this message with you guys. So as I just shared, one of my biggest fears was being stuck and not moving past this stage of my life and and having no control over this and wondering, you know, when's my big break going to happen? And like Emma said, you have to live your life one day at a time because if you get overwhelmed with looking ahead and focusing on sculpting your future to a T, you're going to be too worried and you're never going to be adult. You're going to be too worried and you're never going to be able to focus on the now. And now, as of August 4th, almost a month after I recorded this episode, I am officially moving to Hoboken, New Jersey and starting a brand new chapter of my life 
And guys, this move happened a week after I recorded this episode because a whole week after all of those messages that my sister and I talked about, they just resonated with me and they didn't leave my mind. And then one day I decided, you know what, Sam, if you really want this bad, if you really want to plow through this rough spot of your life and get to the other side, you just got to make it fucking happen. So I found a website and I decided to start looking for roommates. The struggle was trying to find a place I could live up up there on my own, which is nearly impossible for what I make for a living. And you know what? I found an amazing place. It is better than the place I live right now. I'm I have a roommate. She's amazing. I move in in, in about a month now. I moved September 1st. And actually, I think by the time that this episode airs, I will be living in Hoboken. I just realized that by the time that this episode airs, I'm going to be in Hoboken and starting a new chapter of my life, guys. So I am living proof that if you set your mind to something, if you want it so bad, anything's possible and you can make it possible. It can be yours. This is going to sound super corny, but, you know, tomorrow is never promised. And I've, I've learned that. And it's best to live in the moment now because I really do feel like we're all just living on borrowed time. None none of this is guaranteed. Nothing is guaranteed to us from the day we're born to the day that we die. The only things that we know is that we're born and then we die someday. And that's how I'm living my life. And that's why good things are happening now. It's because I'm living in the now and I'm not worried about what's next because what's next happens when I accept the now and I love the now. So that's it, guys. That's that's my message. I think it's pretty cool that that I shared all those very personal thoughts. And it's almost as if the universe rewarded me by owning them and sharing them and being being me. All right, guys, I love you. Next week, I will be with Kelly Fitzpatrick and it's going to be in a a fantastic episode, very lighthearted, very comical, very well deserved after this past episode. All right, guys, I love you. I will see you next week. Bye.